Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry news breaking right now. The Titans have informed Derrick Henry. They've made it clear via several sources that they're not trading Derrick Henry. They're not trading Derrick Henry away despite multiple trade offers. And here's the report here by Adam Schefter. The Tennessee Titans informed Derrick Henry this week that they don't plan to trade him despite receiving inquiries from uh, several teams per sources. This could change. This could be posturing. Could be. Probably isn't, but could be posturing by the organization to trigger some sort of, you know, one-up trade offer. Try and get somebody to come in stronger. Um, but my sense is the market value for Derrick Henry is not strong. Just like we're hearing the market value for DeAndre Hopkins, a potential trade piece as well, is not strong. And frankly, I don't know why teams wouldn't throw a third rounder away like the Buffalo Bills, like the, I hate to say it, the Dallas Cowboys, because I, I would not want that for Tony Pollard. But from a perspective of being an owner and trying to win a Super Bowl and trying to, to, to make a deep playoff run, these teams are absolutely out of their mind to think that Henry, even a lesser Derrick Henry, wouldn't be worth a third or even a couple like third and fourth round picks together to try and win a Super Bowl. Because if Derrick Henry, even though he doesn't feel like he has the ability to be a 22 carry per game running back anymore, we, we knew that was coming, the, the drop-off was coming, he still could impact a team like the Buffalo Bills on 10, 12 carries. He could still get you important touchdown plunges. This guy should be acquired. And maybe, again, Tennessee's trying to trigger something and, and initiate somebody to one-up another uh, offer out there. But I don't know. It seems very, very bleak right now. The market does not seem there. we still got a couple days. Halloween night, Tuesday is the trade deadline. Very limited time to see some trade action happen. I do believe we will see one or two big trades go down in the NFL. We'll see. Also, Brock Purdy news has been, he's been cleared to play. Week 8 seems a little fishy to me. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. Few things to talk about. We're going to talk about more breaking news tonight, but two specific things we're focusing on in this specific show. We won't be here super long, but we say that and then we we stay longer, but Derrick Henry and Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy and Derrick Henry. You've already heard me talk in the intro. There's not a lot more to talk about. I've already covered most of it. This guy's probably, if I had to guess, not getting traded based on the reports we're seeing where the Titans have informed him they don't plan to trade him. Now, don't plan to trade him is different than, well, if the right offer comes along, somebody kicks down our door and offers us something we cannot refuse, like a second-round pick, we'll take it. Derrick Henry would help certain teams. He would not help other teams. There are very few suitors 
that are that are capable of winning a Super Bowl or going on a Super Bowl run that also need an RB. You got to understand that if you're thinking, why wouldn't any team go get him? If you don't have a playoff team, if you don't have a team that can go deep into the playoffs, you are worried about giving up dra- draft capital for a running back that appears to be dropping off for sure. He's not the same running back, but he's capable in certain situations. And and, and from a fantasy perspective. There are no two better situations than one, the Baltimore Ravens, two, the Buffalo Bills. And that's going to crush the James Cook owners if for some reason it goes down. I don't think it will. Again, I think this is probably not going to happen. The Ravens would be ultra smart to go get Derrick Henry. That is the marriage that is needing to happen right here. The two sides that need to come together are the Titans and Derrick Henry's camp and the Baltimore Ravens to get this thing done. Because if this guy goes to a Baltimore Ravens situation with Lamar Jackson playing really good at this moment in time, okay, Flowers coming along, Andrews healthy, doing good things, and really a need for the RB, it's, it's ridiculous that the Ravens aren't knocking down the door and saying, let me in, we've got to discuss this and get a deal done, and maybe they will, maybe the Titans are playing smart hardball right here, and they're going to initiate some sort of one-up offer, you think we're kidding, you think we're coming back to the table for your fourth round pick, no, bring us a third, bring us a whatever, I don't even know what the value is for Derrick Henry, no one really knows, I'm sure all these teams are low ball offering for Derrick Henry, and I don't blame him, but you've got very few amount of hours left to get this done. The Halloween October 31 deadline is approaching, and if teams like the Baltimore Ravens want to change the plan of not trading Derrick Henry, they better step up and step up right now. Brock Purdy is, uh, so we'll discuss this. If he went to Baltimore, what would his value be? That's why you're here, right? This is the fantasy football show. If Derrick Henry stays put, he's exactly what he is right now. A glorified running back, too. A guy that can score a touchdown every couple of games. Maybe he throws one. It seems to be that he salvages his game with some sort of big run when defenses are worn down. He still is a truck to bring down, whether he's lost a step or not. And he's always been the kind of guy that struggled early on in his career and at certain points in his career to make things happen between the tackles and hit the hole. And the problem with a bigger running back like Derrick Henry is as he starts to slow even a little bit, hitting that hole for a plodding back that's not as good as, let's say, a Brees Hall or somebody else that's built to to navigate, be shifty, have a jump cut, get through a hole. He's designed to get to the hole at the same time as other defenders and plow through it. And once he gets going, he's like a freight train you can't bring down. Now, without the ability to get through the hole, you've got to creatively get him the football. And if anybody's noticed, he's done nothing between the tackles. The times where he shines and salvages his fantasy football day is when he gets the football in the flat or he gets he, he busts a run to the outside and no one's around. He starts to gain momentum. And then it's Derrick Henry of old. Fright train, everyone's like, how the hell do we tackle this like eight-foot monster? That's Derrick Henry. That's the only way Derrick Henry can be productive right now at this stage in his career. He can salvage a game or two doing that, and he can absolutely blow 
a, a whole bunch of, of wins for you if you're trusting him to be your between-the-tackle monster of old. He's not that guy anymore. He needs to be given the football in open field. He needs to be able to have opportunity to, to gain momentum and become a freight train. Otherwise, he doesn't have the quickness. He has the, the maybe the long speed that he used to have to a degree and the ability to shed tacklers, the arm strength to, to, to stiff-arm people into the ground, but he doesn't have the quickness to get into a position to even utilize those skill sets. That's the problem. That's the problem you see all the time with RBs, his size. If you remember Eddie George, Eddie George was a monster. And he, he back then, you could play for way more than five or six years. Age 27 was still in your prime. Age 28, still in your prime. 30 years old. When you turned 30, that was the age of drop-off for an RB, the kiss of death. Now it's 28. 28 is the new 30. When you're 28 and he's 28, you're looking at probably your last season. Because when you were 30... You had maybe one more year. If you entered your age 30 season and you didn't turn 31 before the season started, you had a shot. Call it a 50-50 shot. You could be elite for one more year, even if you missed games. But it was hard. It wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. 28's the new 30. Alvin Kamara, 28. Eckler, 28. Okay, these guys are in their 28 age seasons. He's 29. He defied all odds last year. Doesn't mean he broke the mold. Doesn't mean other running backs will follow suit. He did it at 28. And, and he did a, fan, a damn fine job. And he, he deserves his flowers. And he deserves to be sent to the freaking moon for what he accomplished. Let's send him to the moon real quick. Okay, give him his flowers. But he's going to be hard-pressed to do that and go for Derrick Henry needs to be in Baltimore. If he's in Baltimore, he gets rejuvenated just a little bit. Why? Because I think they'll they'll use him in ways that will get him into the end zone. Touchdowns are his saving grace for 2023. New environment would be his saving grace for 2023. Bad offense, bad field position, defensive game planning against him. Let's shut down Derrick Henry. That's all we got to worry about. What's the rookie going to win the game? What is Tannehill when he's in there going to win the game? No, it's stack the box. Welcome to the brick wall, Derrick Henry, which you can't get through anyway because you've lost a step. In Tennessee, he's not a good running back. In Baltimore, where you've got Lamar to shadow, you've got all kinds of quickness all over the field with, with, with Andrews cutting across the middle, Flowers just commanding uh, more attention than one-on-one -on -one coverage because he's slippery. And then you got Derrick Henry. You can't focus just on Derrick Henry. You can't focus just on Lamar. This would be a dynamic fit that would allow Derrick Henry to get into open space just a little bit more, like I said, because if he doesn't have that, he's not doing what you want just between the tackles. This would be a match made in heaven. It sounds like it's not going to get done. The word is right here, according to Schefter, is that the Titans have informed Henry they're not trading him. If he goes anywhere, he better go to Baltimore. Buffalo would be great from a football perspective, but from a fantasy perspective, it's about half as good as going to Baltimore. Baltimore is the saving grace for Derrick Henry owners, but I hate to inform you, it doesn't feel like it's going to happen. Uh, Brock Purdy is uh, cleared for week eight, which is a curious case if I've ever seen one. You guys know that your boy brings a lot of medical and, and, and knowledge to the show. I've done this for 20 plus years. So I have a lot to bring to the table here, especially when it comes to concussions. We've had people on talking professionally about concussions. I feel like a lot of people speak about concussions and they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Concussions are an enigma. If anybody thinks they 
have a handle on concussions. They don't because even the most uh, versed experts in the concussion space will tell you nobody knows anything about them. You think you know what you know? You don't know. If you claim to know something very, very concrete about whether someone's susceptible to concussions moving forward, you don't know what you're talking about. We've had concussion experts speak on this that say anybody that says he's not likely to have another concussion any more than anybody else is doesn't know what they're talking about because nobody, nobody knows. And the, the protocol, the problem with the concussion protocol is that it doesn't determine your likelihood of suffering another concussion, your re- relapse, your recidivism. It doesn't talk about anything of the sort. What the protocol does is figure out if you're currently in concussion protocol. If you're not currently in concussion protocol, you can go out onto the field. But what does that mean? The, this guy, we, we keep hearing from Niner fans. In, in my Niner fans, I love you. I'm not trying to, to be negative to you guys. But we keep hearing from Niner fans who I trust they feel they have a good a good grasp on the situation. The reason Brock Purdy threw two INTs and, and looked so bad in the last game was because he was concussed. And if he was concussed that bad and went out onto the field and started taking more hits, remember what happened when Tua Tagovailoa got concussed, went back into the game recklessly by way of his team and coaches, sending him back out onto the field when he was concussed, it put him back a big time. He suffered another concussion. It was bad. So Brock Purdy going out and playing while concussed was not good. That certainly put him, if I had to use my educated guess here, certainly put him in a position where he was not faster recovered than another person that suffered a concussion if he played on a concussion, continued to take hits with a concussion, he probably was one of the most vulnerable people coming out of his concussion, and he's probably what I would guess to be the most likely candidate to sit a week no matter what, just to make sure he's okay, and he's got the bye week in week number nine. Shanahan's being reckless with their future quarterback. If he was so concussed, he threw two INTs and was very, very out of it. And went back into the game, took further hits to probably put himself in a more vulnerable vulnerable state. Just because he's not in current concussion protocol, in a concussive state right now. Are you in a concussive state? No, I'm not. You're not? Okay, he's not. Get on the field. It's reckless. Shanahan is reckless with his own players. And he continues to hurt them through ways and means like this. Sending Brock... They got a bye week in week nine. Sam Darnold's been preparing. I don't think Sam Darnold's going to play good football. I'm not saying that for any... I, I, I still like Brock Purdy to a degree, especially in fantasy. And you got him as your lone starter. You lost uh, You lost Aaron Rodgers. You also had AR5, and now you're down to Brock Purdy. He's not the end of the world. He's got a good offense. And I do believe the concussions probably did affect his play. I do agree with that. That's why I think he shouldn't be going out onto the field. This is reckless, and it's the same old... Same old thing, over and over and over, Kyle Shanahan threw this guy back onto the field after he had a complete UCL tear in the playoffs and said, oh, we're out of quarterbacks? Hey, Brock, I know you just tore your UCL and I took you out of the game. Get back in there. Actually, you know what? No, no, wait, wait, wait. Throw about 25 passes on the sideline with that torn UCL, then get back in the game. Oh, we threw Trey Lance up the gut as a fullback. Oh, we threw him up the gut on two sneaks. He's not a sneaking quarterback. 
it's just time and time again. And, and this is dangerous. It shouldn't be done. Hopefully, he escapes without a concussion. Hopefully, he doesn't even get sacked. Don't run him up the middle. <laughs> Shanahan, uh, you know. And but, but from a fantasy perspective, this is great news for Ayuk. It's great news for CMC. It's great news for Kittle. It's great news for everybody from a fantasy perspective, unless he goes out there and gets slammed. Uh, appreciate everybody being here. These are the two pieces of breaking news. Paul with the first super chat of the show. Get a standing ovation. Smitty, full PPR Watson or Dell with Woods out tomorrow. Um, you got to go. Dell is your safer play. Your safer play. Dell's safe. Watson's high risk, high reward. And what I mean by that is you're going to get probably 8 to 12 points out of Dell. There is a shot you get 18 to 20, but it's a smaller shot. Watson, you're either getting 3 points or you're getting 25. You know, like he has that potential. I I really think he does. I still believe in Watson. He appears full go. He's not injured right now. He's in practice pushing, tackling dummies, hitting, cutting, uh, exerting on the knee. There's nothing wrong with the knee. They're not taking it easy on the knee. I think Watson is still one of the most underrated wide receivers at cost of entry. I'm not saying he's a top five or six guy right now, but he has the ability to still be a top 15 wide receiver go forward. And for everybody that wants to say he's done, he's trash, he's garbage, this is football. This is not baseball. This is not hockey. This is not basketball where you pay, you play 75,000 games in a season. This is football. You can literally be top 10 at your position for four straight weeks at any moment in time. You can literally be garbage for the first half of the NFL season. And literally in weeks 9, 8, 7, week 10 on, be one of the best players at your position. I'm not saying Watson will for sure be top 10. But if anybody thinks it's not in the realm of possibility because he disappointed you, stop crying over spilled milk and realize the talent is there. And and, and Aaron Jones is really the glue that's been missing and Granted, he didn't look great last week, but I assume he gets healthier every week. The moment Aaron Jones opens up the offense and keeps the defense honest, I believe Watson breaks free for that long 65-yard touchdown. And I hope to God it's this week. And Watson, just like Ridley, are ride-and-die players. The moment you don't bank on a guy like Ridley, you got Ridley, okay? Ridley's going to absolutely... Where's my where's my focus when I need it? Ridley's gonna absolutely in week one, two, three, all the way up to week seventeen. He's gonna be this player that's gonna be just ex. Let's let's put it this way. Let me let me let me let me, let me put a graph here. Here's here's Ridley. Uh, this is Ridley and also um, Watson. Okay, in week one, here's seventeen. Here's eight. They're going to be like this. This is the nature of these two players. Why? Because they're down the field players. The moment you sit them, you're expecting this value here. But unfortunately, the weeks you sit them, if you don't ride and die with them, you're not going to get it. You're not going to be able to hit these high points, and you're going to sit them here. You're going to start them here, and you're going to be upset right here. And if you want to mess around and find out, this is the graph to do it. And all you got to do is sit these guys and they will explode. So understand what you have in Ridley and Watson. They're downfield field stretchers. And the, 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 the conversion rate on 
bombs and streaks and 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 post routes are lower, especially when you have offensive uh, uh, stuff going on, like where Zay Zay Jones is out and now Ridley's doing more field stretching work. You got Aaron Jones out. The whole offense in Green Bay is not cohesive in firing on all cylinders. You've got a 30% like conversion rate on every route you you run when you're Ridley or you're Watson. You're going to have these games where you're absolutely down and you're doing nothing. And you're going to have these pop-off games where you're scoring 18 fantasy points instead of zero. And you're going to have them on the bench. You have to ride or die on players like Ridley and Watson. Or you will change lanes like on the freeway. And then the lane that you get in is going to slow down. And the lane you were, you were in is going to speed up and pass you. It's ride or die. You, you made the commitment in drafting Ridley. You have to ride with Ridley or you will get burned. One way or the other. Hey, Smitty. Uh, uh, so, so I'm going to say Watson, high risk, high reward, Paul. It's really tough to say for sure what side. Uh, Superfish with a $5 hauler, non-PPR start. Three, Pollard, Camara, Pacheco, Swift, Bijan. Uh, still hard to trust Bijan. Yeah, it is, but it's harder to sit him. I would say you're going to go with Bijan, Pacheco, and Kamara this week. Swift is a good play, but not as good as those other two. You've got a good potential trade situation. Or just wait for the, the Bimageddon, the mini Bimageddon coming up. And then you potentially trade. Trade Ford and Moore. Uh, DJ Moore, I assume, for Mixon. Uh, absolutely not. I don't I don't like Mixon at all. I, I don't mind that trade in a different context for a different player. A-Chan. Uh, uh, you know, someone like that. I'd even trade for Ramondre. Maybe not that entire package, but I'd rather have the upside of Ramondre bouncing back. Aloha, Smitty, pick two. Watson, Roshan, Hendy, DeMarcado, Javante, JSN, love the show. The show loves you back, Juice. I would say if you're picking two, Christian Watson and probably Hendy. But if we start hearing great stuff about Roshan, we're going to swing back around and go Roshan. But we haven't heard anything too enlightening right now other than he cleared the protocol. He's going to play, but we don't know. Keep one rest of season, Ridley or Watson. Ridley for me, Ridley's still a top 12 wide receiver to me. And you can think I'm riding the train until the, the, the wheels fall off, until the train derails. I'm not. This is an honest assessment without having emotions involved and understanding that he's running those routes that aren't converting when the pass is deflected. Uh, pass interference. One-handed catch. Amazing one-handed catch last week. Ruled out of bounds when it wasn't out, out of bounds. Just the little things like that. It sucks because that's what it is right now. But once Zay Jones gets back, it does solve some of those problems and he doesn't have to run all the dirty work routes. Flowers or Garrett Wilson. Give me this week. I think Garrett Wilson and Flowers are pretty darn close. So almost coin toss. But I lean Garrett Wilson. I think Garrett Wilson's one of the best by low wide receivers walking into the remaining part of the season. I think Ridley's one. I'm going to do a video on that potentially tonight. 7-0 trying to trade a 1-16. My Camara, Waller, Zay Flowers for CMC. Uh, yeah, I mean, bro, you're not going to get that, but you could certainly try. You're giving him really not a whole lot. Zay Flowers is good, but he doesn't put a dent in this kind of trade. He's lightweight. He, you can barely, he's like a flyer, a gnat that you're throwing on a scale that doesn't add any weight at all in this context when CMC's involved. But I like Flowers. I'm not trying to diminish Flowers' value. Flowers is actually also one of the better buy low wide receivers, but from like a wide receiver three perspective, this isn't going to move the needle. If you can get CMC using Waller and Zay Flowers upgrading your Camara, you smash it 
you you hit a home run and and Hunter Henry Ridley that that's one for, I'm talking about three for one. You're also asking for Ridley. If you, this is on the table and you haven't accepted Christian McCaffrey and Ridley for this right here, you need to take a lap, but a victory lap after you smash the button. But there's no way that's getting accepted. You literally won't get CMC, in my opinion. You definitely try for Camaro Waller, Zay Flowers for just CMC. But if you're getting Ridley, smash that button and do it live. Uh, I'll have no tight end. Also, uh, Zay or Jacoby. They're pretty even. I'd go Zay Flowers personally, but that's really, really, really close. Uh, and then the final super chat, and then we're out of here. This is a short show. I'll be back tonight. We'll be doing some drafts. We'll do some start bench advice. Should I try to trade AJ Brown and Aaron Jones for H and Diggs? Uh, I would take that. I would take that. I would run. No guarantee he would do it, but it's a move worth making. Absolutely a, a move worth making if you get it done. Pros and cons, you know, like like Aaron Jones could prove to be very valuable, but you know what? He could also prove to take one or two more weeks and then A-Chan's back at the at the time of them firing off on all cylinders together. A-Chan's a home run, win a league player, go get him, do it live. Uh, uh, Chad celebrating his three-month membership, uh, make it rain. Um, make it rain as if I donated 50. Let's do that anyways, just because you're a man. Alert, super chat alert. Appreciate you, Chad to the moon. And then we had a, we had a a, a, a guy um, drop a hundred dollar hauler at the end of the stream last night, and he did it right when I, I'd already ended the show, but he did it anyway in the live chat. And let me just go ahead and, and find that uh, that that name real quick in that that message, and I want to I want to answer his question. So it was from uh, it was from uh, I Haney. I Haney dropped a a $100 hauler on the way out the door. So I Haney to the moon. Okay, let me put him on screen here. I Haney dropped a $100 hauler on his way out the door. And he said, eight-man league, six and one. Prescott, Eckler, Kamara, Hill, St. Brown, Kelsey, Pollard. Do I put Swift, DJ Moore, Addison in at the flex spot? Uh, uh, I Haney, I would say, first of all, thank you to the moon for dropping. Alert. Super chat alert. Freaking $100 hauler, you moon man. To the moon. You moon man, you 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 absolute monster, I Haney. Um, I think everybody in here could vote on this because the man deserves a, a group think on this one. But I think everyone's going to say, put Addison in for safety. Swift is a nice play, but there is some concern about will he blow up or not each week or will he do really well each week. you got to go with the guy... The hot hand, we're talking about Addison right now. Spoon-fed, okay? Hot hand, easy, safe call, but still has the same upside and appeal as a Swift. And if there's not a good way to determine a start, I don't know what is. When the person that you're picking safe and has the same ceiling value as anybody you're listing. DJ Moore, I don't think he has a ceiling value without fields in there to be higher ranked than Addison. Addison is the hot hand. I, Haney, appreciate you. And roll with Addison. Uh, don't, don't even think twice. Even if it didn't work out, that is the move. That's the smart, logical move. Uh, and then the final super chat of the day here. Call your boy loud. Says two and five. Gibbs owner waiting on HN Connor. And also Henry with DK Alave, Devontae Flowers. Do I trade Devonta Smith for Monty? 
Uh, I think it's not a bad move. I do truly believe in Devonta Smith. I would much rather you move like Flowers and another piece or DK. Um, uh, or um, honestly, like Alave and, and Devonte Smith are the same to me. I would I would move DK for Monty. You know, I don't know that I want to move Devonta Smith, but you know he's also injured, and he probably should come back and go on a tear. But will they will they hold him back and feed him less to keep him healthy? And that's why Gibbs will be important. I don't know. I, I would say they're about even. I would say lean position of need on in this situation. Monty, Devonta Smith, Devonta Smith, Monty. Monty's hurt. Probably back next week. But you never know. I mean, he he didn't practice this week. It's obviously bad enough they didn't rush him back. And what do they do when he comes back? Devonta, Devonta Smith isn't hurt, and I do believe he bounces back on a terror. So I, I would definitely say um, trust your gut, go position of need, but don't let the doubters, the the Debbie doubters on Devonta Smith, make you feel like he's not potentially a low end wide receiver one or super high end wide receiver two going forward. I truly believe he is. I will see you all later tonight. Thank you all for the super chats. Uh, thank you to uh, to call your boy uh, Eric Taylor. Um, Johnson 218, Avon, Avon, uh, Ozzy, Juice, Alex, Superfish, and Mike and Paul M for your super chats. Please hit that like button on the way out the door and subscribe if you're new. This is the only show that I think you could even find that does breaking news like we do live whenever news breaks, that does a show every single day for one and a half to three or four hours, depending on how much activity we have. Who goes live Monday through Friday? at 8 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday, live whenever news breaks, does graveyard shifts about four or five nights a week where we go live around midnight, and after every single game, Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night games, tell me, I don't know anybody, that's what I thought, the Fantasy Football Show, thank you, subscribe, see you tonight, deuces. See you all tonight. Uh, we'll be drafting tonight on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Uh, I'm going to drop the link right now in the live chat. Please hit that link right this very second and and subscribe if you're or uh, sign up if you're if you've never signed up before because uh, I'm going to pin it right now in the live chat. Pinned it there it is because they'll match up to $500 in your first deposit at Underdog Fantasy. We'll be drafting live tonight, doing Week Eight drafts for just Week Eight. And if you aren't signed up ahead of time, you won't get in on time. So please click that link now. Underdog Fantasy, the link's in the live chat pinned. It's in the description of every video, including this one if you're watching the replay. And get ready to draft tonight. Code Smitty also does the same thing if you download the Underdog Fantasy app and you it says, how'd you, how'd you hear about us? It asks you that question right away. Put Smitty, they'll double your first deposit all the way up to $500. We're drafting tonight. Go sign up. Get ready. Let's draft week eight. Is your season falling apart? I got great news for you. You can start over with a week eight contest and they may even open up another. I'm not positive. I'm hoping a resurrection draft where it's like week, you know, eight on week, week nine on not week eight, week nine on week 10 on where you just play the remainder of that season and they do a best ball for that. It's so fun. So and the higher higher lows are amazing. So please go do it live. Click the link. See you all tonight 